guys, and welcome back to episode four of Cliteracy. <laughs> Stop. Today, I am joined by a very special guest, Jade Kemptoon. Oh, God. Hi. <laughs> Do you want to introduce yourself? Oh, geez. I guess so. For the people who know Jasmine, most likely, you know me as well. <laughs> Been best friends since about seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Long past before that, but we don't talk about it. We're good now. <laughs> but yeah, just podcasting it up, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much forcing her. I was texting her and I was like, you're going to be on this whether you like it or not. And I had like this whole speech planned and she was like, okay. And I was like, oh, there goes the speech. I had like this entire thing planned. I was like, I'm going to get her on this, whether she agrees to it or not. (laughs) And then you were like, okay. And I was like, that was so much more easier than I thought. Yeah, I figured I'm like, eh, there's no point of fighting it. Like, there's not. (laughs) If I'm not on it, she's just going to tell all my stories anyway. So I might as well be a primary source. What? My friend said this. My friend did that. Who could it be? (laughs) Okay, we all know that I only have you as my friend, but (laughs) I was trying to, like, keep it anonymous because I didn't know if you wanted it. But it's so funny how many people were texting me and they were like, oh my gosh, it's so funny that Jay did that. And I was like, what? Yeah, you think that's one-sided. Do you know how many people have texted me and they're like wait no way this happened to you i love your feature on clitoracy i'm like my who like i'm like i'm what (laughs) what did she say and then i just immediately text you i'm like episode one what'd you do like what did you say about me (laughs) oh yeah fun fact i have not listened to a podcast yet so she has not listened to a single episode but it's understandable Uh, i was there for all of it yeah you literally know everything (laughs) that i'm talking about i skip all the recaps before i start the next episode of lost too it's like i was just there i don't need to (laughs) i don't need to see it again (laughs) do you know like how many times have you heard like the second story of Uh, like my worst sex ever like 40 times you were like mid horror on your phone talking to me about it you're like you just came in my (laughs) yeah i was like immediately grab my phone after oh yeah you're like hey fyi i'm leaving right now but like how do you get cum off of glasses and i'm like uh soap and water (laughs) okay um so this episode we have a very special one planned we are going to be talking about snapchat and tinder and jade has some stories and we're gonna get into it i guess i have some stories i mean i'm banned that's a story bans a person for just trying to collect a bag like I it's, know, it's that's so rude it's just un-american at so that point <laughs> <laughs> for a country that loves capitalism i know i'm like wouldn't you expect i don't know <laughs> i guess we're gonna get started with like general feelings of snapchat and tinder because mm-hmm. we're kind of like two separate sides of a coin is that the phrase two two sides yeah yeah two sides of the same coin sure i guess i don't know <laughs> i like don't really use either of them and Jade uses a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> I well, like, am, yeah, definitely addicted to my phone. And so any app that you could imagine, except for like TikTok and Twitter, I've become addicted to it and unaddicted to it. And TikTok and Twitter are the only things I'm on. <laughs> I like, I like to, to make it clear, I literally will delete Snapchat until I have to advertise an episode and then I will re-download it, post my picture and I will leave. <laughs> um, That's true. Yeah. I can tell when you're on and when you're not because I'm like, been on delivered for a week and then like you're promoing clitoracy on your Instagram and then it's like open, 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 open. I'm like, oof. <laughs> yeah. She's back. Yeah. So I hate it. <laughs> I, like, absolutely desi- despise it. Tinder and Snapchat are just not my forte. It's valid. It's okay. I remember, like, the first time I tried to, like, dip my toe into it, it had been literally, like, what, two years? Because I had never, ever used it before. And are you then- talking about Tinder? Yeah, just, like, any... Well, like, Snapchat, like, to use it to talk to guys, it had been, like, oh, two years. Yeah. And Tinder it had been my very first time ever. And I made it... I'm Okay, I've made Tinder three times. <laughs> <laughs> I've made it three times and I delete it after literally an hour and a half and I don't swipe right on anyone. I just swipe That's, that's actually true, ladies and gentlemen and audience. She has had, I think, what, three matches? I've had three matches in total. Ever. Ever. Yeah. So shout out to those, those three lucky dudes. Those three lucky dudes. Yeah, I have literally never swiped for anyone. Here, I can actually, let's look at mine. I think I've had mine. Oh, she's going to tell us the number. I probably shouldn't. No, tell it. Basically, uh, I got drunk at school with my friends. <laughs> Happened to download it with um, 
one of my other friends and we didn't even notice it the next day Mm -hmm. and then sunday afternoon i'm like looking at my phone and i was like wait what the fuck and i realized i downloaded it and i was like okay and i made an account and i was going through it and i'm like ooh, swipey swipey match yay like (laughs) brain happy kind of thing and so i kept it and it's fun but i don't really take any of that stuff very seriously so i have about 320 matches I don't, I don't know how to gauge that. I, I don't three. know how to gauge that either, but <laughs> Tinder. I mean, like, it's very normal. Like, you just sit and you swipe. I don't. I Well, I'm banned now. Fuck you, Tinder, but... <laughs> you want to you explain Should why explain you're banned? That? Okay, so I redownloaded Tinder for the third time. I was with my friend. We were, like, on this patio, and she was swiping through. And I was like, okay, there's this one boy that I really want to have sex with. And the second time I got Tinder, I accidentally swiped left on him. And then I was like... <laughs> Like, oh no, I can't go back. And I wasn't about to pay to go back. So there actually is a hack with the algorithm that I read about that if you just delete Tinder and then re-download it, all the people that said no to you or the people like you said no to kind of thing, you just get dropped right back in the pool. I've never done it because I don't ever (laughs) delete it. But like, because I'm not indecisively crazy and (laughs) caring about what's actually on my phone. (laughs) There are holes around that okay well <laughs> anyways so i re-download it for a third time and i go to make this tinder and in my bio i put my venmo as a joke because at this time i was also thinking about getting a sugar daddy i was like i was in a half i was like okay <laughs> tinder or like or what's the one website i was looking at seekingconnections.com <laughs> And so, did I tell you I literally told my dad about Mm -hmm. it? Yeah, and then what did your dad say? Uh, what website? And I said, seekingarrangements.com, and he said, I know that one. (laughs) I literally told him, I was like, Dad, you can just pay me to have conversations with you. Like, we can, we can talk. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he does that already. Isn't that your food allowance? (laughs) (laughs) Two minutes a day. How are you? (laughs) Daughter. Hello, father. Hello, daughter. I will see you at work. Goodbye. (laughs) I know for the viewers, listeners, or whatever, you can't tell that there's a very awkward half arm raise. It's a 90 degree angle where it's like, I don't know, I would say elbow adjacent to shoulder and then (laughs) forearm straight up. And that's just the wave that she gives to her father. Hey, it's, and he waves back. That's the immigrant wave right there. It's almost like a hug. (laughs) (laughs) Almost. My dad tried to hug me the other day and I was like, don't touch me. (laughs) Not today. And he was like, why do you hate me so much? You're like, let's get into it. (laughs) Do you want to talk about it, dad? Damn, I thought we were saying the daddy issues till later. Like, we're already diving into it. (laughs) I guess that's my next guest appearance. (laughs) No, no, no. Back to your story of... We went on a tangent. Sorry. Collecting okay. the Tinder bag. Yeah. So I was like, let me just put my Venmo in my bio as a joke. Okay. This one girl I know gets paid literally $250 to have a 30-minute conversation with a guy. Capitalism. Exactly. Turns out that's illegal. Apparently that's soliciting yourself or whatever. <laughs> terms and conditions <laughs> i know i did not realize that was in the terms and conditions who reads those like exactly. it doesn't even matter i'm banned <laughs> <laughs> moral of the story i can't get back on it <laughs> it's probably for the best i mean i think that was a sign from god he was like if i have to watch you delete this for a third time jasmine <laughs> we're gonna have some problems you ain't getting into heaven <laughs> honestly at this point i think he did it for me <laughs> You know, Jade's been hearing a lot of Jasmine's craziness. She deserves a break. (laughs) She's doing her best, man. Like, come on. If she hears one more text message about so-and-so, she's going (laughs) to rip her head off. I mean, you could just try a different dating app. I tried Bumble. It was just full of conservatives. I I didn't swipe right on anyone there either. I hate Bumble. I think, so, like, I totally got addicted to Tinder. Like, the swipey swipe, fun game, flashy flashlight. Oh, my God. Totally. Bumble, that shit's boring as fuck. It's the pre-K version of Tinder because girls message first and then like you also have all these sample things that they want you to put in like choose between the beach or the mountains or like. I thought that was so stupid. What movie do you quote too much or something like that? And I'm just like. I think that was like one of the hardest things for me on Bumble too. I was just looking at it and I was just like none of these people like i don't think i'd be compatible with anyone it wasn't toxic enough for me (laughs) 
<laughs> I was like, I want some boy to hit me up asking me like my favorite position and then the next guy to hit me up telling me I didn't make Spotify's hottest single list or something like that. Like, <laughs> I love the variety. Is that really the messages you get? Oh, yeah, I have. Oh, you want to read some out? You should read some of your favorites out. <laughs> oh, God. Um, let's see. So we literally just recorded the entirety of this episode and then it disappeared right before our fucking eyes. It really did. It was, Hold on, I'm going to move this. It was literally a solid an hour and a half of us recording. I would say so, yeah. Um, so now we're going to redo it. So <laughs> sorry if this sucks. It was so fucking good. And then I fell to my floor and I was like, are you fucking serious? I okay. killed 11 ants. She killed 11 ants, you guys. That's like, okay. We can cut that. <laughs> it's fine. So I guess we're going to get into it. I don't um, really know where it left off. It, I think we should just start over. We should just start over. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we suck. Um, okay. So in this episode, we are going to be talking about Tinder and Snapchat and the whole jazz and all that. All the things that come from the things that all of it. suck. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though. Why don't you tell them why you hate Snapchat? Okay. I just, I absolutely hate Snapchat. It fucking sucks. It's literally the worst thing ever. I feel like it's just really superficial. And for me, as someone who's like such an open book and who wants to be deep in that sense, I don't know. I don't feel like I get anything. It's hard to connect. It's hard to connect for me. You focus so heavily on like the picture that you're taking, not as much as like the message that you're putting on. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, do my boobs look good in this? Does my face look good in this? Can you see my zit in this picture? And you could be talking about like the most important thing in your life. And you're like, it does my smile look cool? And you're like, yeah, but here's my trauma on top of that. Like, it's so easy to not be focusing on the right thing. For you, you've always had very, like, you talked about this, but you have like very superficial conversations on. And I'm good at that. Like, I'm fine with that. I'm the purest form of of an extrovert. Like, I'm outgoing. I'm loud. I'm, I would say nine times out of 10, pretty open about things like I have no problem talking about the actual factual oh rhyme yeah of something like what has happened and what is happening that's fine I never have any problem telling the truth but when it comes to being vulnerable and being open about how I feel about something or what that did to me specifically rather than the actual thing that's where it gets kind of hard for me I'm not the most open person while Jasmine on the other hand yeah <laughs> complete opposite of me and so I can see why that is not your platform like I've worked retail like I I talk to people for two seconds at a time it's literally called short meaningful connections in retail really (laughs) and that's like exactly what I'm good at and so that's what makes tinder and snapchat easy for me it's like doesn't really mean anything it's not really that important and I can have casual conversations with people and send out mass blast snapchats and start 10 conversations at a time about the same thing and then answer hey haha how's it going on tinder like I don't really care versus for you like you value your time a little bit more than that. <laughs> yeah, and that's something I always talk about is like, I, I'm so busy, but like if I'm making an effort to actually converse with you, I want to gain something from it because I have so much going on in my life. Like if I'm spending time on you, if I'm like actually conversing with you, like I'm putting in the effort and I, I don't really want the whole like superficial conversations with the blank selfies and the yada yada. I fucking hate blank selfies. And that is where we are the same coin. Like I fucking hate blank selfies. That's where we, that's where we agree. Like so Jade can get away with doing the Tinder thing. She likes it. I'll play the game. It's She'll fun. Play the it's game. swipey swipey. It's fun for her. I'm banned. <laughs> I'm okay with like filling my boredom gap. Like it's not that deep to me versus you always have something to do. It's easy to want to get those things done. Yeah. And then I also feel like, so we were talking about this Tinder in general. It's so easy to get like that happiness from it you know oh yeah we were talking about like just how the app is and everything just the quick validation that comes from like swiping 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 match swiping 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 match like the way that they the way that the algorithm has been perfected honestly is that when you swipe yes on somebody and you swipe no on somebody it's kind of like the same thing Versus when you swipe yes, you have the opportunity to get a match with someone immediately. And even if you don't, you could get one later. But you don't get disappointed necessarily when you swipe right on somebody and nothing happens because you don't really think about it as in like an opportunity. You're like, sure, no, sure, no, sure, match. And then you're like, (gasps) like it's that in between where it's like a game where you're reaching goals. And so 
The game, though, isn't about beating monsters or climbing things or whatever. It's about, this person thinks I'm pretty! This person thinks I'm cool! Like, this person wants to talk to me or something like that. And that's where it's just kind of warped and how it, like, changes your brain and helps you when you're feeling a little down. And it's quick validation from strangers that really means nothing, but it's very easy to make it mean everything. I think growing up in Southern California comes with its own little niche of every girl thinks that they're ugly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Because you're so used to comparing yourself. I mean, especially I'd say for our age range, like we grew up with phones in our hands. Like I'd say we were the first kids to have iPhones in our hands when we were like eight. Like my mom let me play with her phone. I didn't get a smartphone until I was like 12 or whatever, which is still early. I had like a real slidey phone where I could text people, call people and do what the fuck ever when I was eight. Yeah. Like I made my first Instagram when I was 12. And so by the age of 12 years old, when your body is changing and you're going through all these things and you're formulating your ideas and what you think you should look like and what you want to look like, because you're seeing people on online and on TV, then they're like, oh my God, they're so pretty. They're so skinny. Like, and you put those two ideas together and you're like I'm not pretty if I'm not skinny I'm not pretty if I have acne I'm not pretty if I look like this or that you know and it's like well you grow up with this warped sense if you don't fit the mold and I would say I did not fit the mold and so I grew up with this idea that I sucked and I had like a lot of self-hate even if it didn't look like that like I easily am one of the loudest people in the room I think I'm funny You don't have to think I'm funny. I think I'm funny. (laughs) I don't know. I'm super outgoing and always trying to make friends and going out and whatever. And so it doesn't always look like it looks like I'm confident and that I believe in myself when in reality, I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. And I kind of hate myself for doing it. And I don't want people to know. And so when I have this negative self-talk, I'm like, okay, I suck. Like, I'm not cute and I'm not pretty and I'm not skinny and whatever. And it's like, oh. Let's go on an app where someone is going to tell me I am. So at least if I don't like myself, someone else does. I'm like, okay, I'll go on Tinder because I feel like shit. And some random dude who I've never met, who doesn't know me, who has seen selected pictures that I took of myself is going to tell me that I'm pretty. That is going to fix my problems. And for a second, it kind of does. You're like, oh, cool. They think I'm pretty. And then... For me personally, after about that half second I have of, oh, cool, I'm like, yeah, who the fuck cares? I don't even know who this is. Next. Like, and that's just for me. Like, these apps, like, I know that they're stupid and I know that they really don't mean anything, but, like, do I know that? Like, (laughs) you know it, but you don't know it. And so it's easy to get that, get caught up in the current of, I feel like shit someone should tell me that I'm not shit so I can feel better. And I feel ugly so someone should tell me that I'm pretty so I don't feel ugly anymore. And I think that's what the internet and social media, like Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and things like Bumble and Tinder and all of those things, that's what they do for us because we've gotten so used to needing people to tell us that we're good at something to actually feel good at it that we've come up with apps to do it for us. Like we've come up with the simplest, easiest way for that to happen. And so I'd say that's my fault with it. I haven't like formed many meaningful relationships on there, anything like that. Like I got close and then I was like, yeet, I'm out. I was like, oh no. As you do, as you do. Yeah, I'm not super good at personal connections and vulnerability, uh, especially with men. I get really scared being open and talking about myself. Like this is scary. But I think, like, the first step to, like, self-growth and all that is being open because everybody struggles. And that's what's great about this podcast. You definitely struggled. Like, you had a relationship that probably made you hate all of these internet things. Yeah, I think genuinely, okay, before I was thinking about this podcast, I was, like, trying to think about, like, why do I hate Snapchat so much? And I think it's because, like, number one, guys on it, they... I don't know. I feel like guys who use Snapchat as, like, the number one form of communication are very immature, and they don't, like, genuinely want to converse with you. They just want to have sex with you, Mm -hmm. which is totally fine. Like, there are some days where I'm like, yeah, like, I'm down to fuck you, you know? (laughs) I'm very open about that, but I think because I, that was always the medium in which I was cheated on, I, like, low-key have some, like, hatred towards it. 
No, I'm not invalid. If my boyfriend was sending dick pics to other girls through Snapchat and I'm getting screenshots with the same thing that other people are talking to me on, I don't think I'd ever want to use that again either. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like bad things happen, you try not to repeat the same mistake. <laughs> yeah. I like Snapchat. Honestly, because for me, being so like detached, I like to make who I am at this point. And I think everyone has the right to do that. Yeah. And I think everyone does it. You make who you are. Like you show people who you want them to view you as. Like yeah. I want to be funny. Like I want to be lighthearted. Like I don't want to be dark and I don't want to be sad and I don't want to be these things, even if I feel them sometimes. So I put out a very light and fun personality. And so I like Snapchat. We don't get super deep into these things. We don't fall into like my past traumas or how I was doing or what has happened to me and stuff like that. Like, I don't want to dwell on that stuff. Yeah. And so Snapchat, when you're like, here's my face and then here's what I'm doing and here's what this is, like, it's really easy to not have to talk about those things. Yeah. And it's really easy to just create superficial relationships with people. Totally. Like, relationships that, like, just brush the surface. Especially when, like, talking to guys, one of the things is, like, it's so easy for you to just be like, this is what I'm doing for the day. That's, like, your conversation, you know? I mean, like, I'm fine with sending one Snapchat a day. I'm not gonna really care that much about if you're talking to me or not. But I'm not gonna say that I... If a guy that I like... Is, and I'm talking to them on Snapchat, yeah. doesn't Snapchat me for, like, a few hours at a time, I'm gonna be like, fuck you. <laughs> like, I st- I'm still a person who does have attachments. I just don't enjoy having them. <laughs> and I'm really good at letting them go. Actually, okay, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm the same way because, you know, so-and-so that I was talking to. Yes. <laughs> so-and-so. <laughs> and you, like, you know how you make fun of me because you're like, oh, you were crushing on him make fun of you it's just reality that you do not accept it is me telling you i know you had a crush on him even if you say you don't i don't okay i did okay <laughs> okay i said this last time but he made me laugh okay and if no and that's makes good me laugh, but the thing was i like knew that it was not sustainable and i knew that there was no way like anything was gonna come from it so i like bolted like i was like i don't want anything to do with this like, and yeah. I feel like Snapchat, it's an easy way to, like, get that Because well, you kept through. giving him an out. Yeah, I, I, the thing was, like, I get nervous. Well, for, like, I, I don't talk to a lot of guys. No. Contrary to what you might think. <laughs> um, I know I have a sex podcast, but, like, I don't really <laughs> talk to a lot of men. And, I mean, when I got out of this relationship, I felt like I was kind of flung into the world of, like, modern dating with, like, Tinder and Snapchat. And now I'm banned from one of those apps. I mean, your relationship came from an organic meeting. Like, yeah. When you are in a relationship in high school, the majority of the time you met in high school, yeah. like, you met at school, had class together, were in the same friend group, did a sport, like, whatever. Like, you connected in person at school and then when you are out of school like when you're out of high school you just kind of lose all of that like environment that is handed to you like you are given this tiny community and they're like date within there yeah and then when you're out of there you don't have really easy ways to meet people unless you're like in school like college sure I met a ton of people and then when I came home I haven't met a single person that I haven't met on an app yeah like when I say that and I mean like boys like I would meet a ton of dudes at school because you go to parties or you have class and then you meet mutual friends or like people in your building and stuff like when you go home like you kind of already know everybody like what else are you gonna do besides use an app and go on the internet and meet other people when it's that accessible yeah and so when you already Mm -hmm. are fucking traumatized from an app that you are using and you don't like doing short conversations like you're not gonna like those apps (laughs) no and I think that was the hardest part for me was like getting thrown into that and realizing that like a lot of guys don't like I mean I know you get guys guys guys's numbers but for me like guys never gave their numbers out they did not like that it was like snapchat or nothing which I don't fully understand and then also trying to have to like work snapchat and understand (laughs) like how conversations work on it or how blank selfies work or how like talking to people but like also giving it a rest and like leaving people undelivered for a certain amount of time and like things like that like my brain just never wrapped around it and so it made me just be like I fucking hate this like I don't want to deal with it and it made me psycho as you know I wouldn't say psycho I would no I wouldn't even say that it's that you were in a relationship 
for two years yeah. where you met the guy through like mutual friends and school you guys you basically molded into his family and when you weren't together which was rare you would be texting every five seconds making sure you had service to text him and keep in constant communication like when a guy is sending you a blank selfie or is not responding to you for 13 hours after, you're like, shit, I must have done something wrong. Yeah. Shit, I fucked this up. Or he doesn't like me. Or I should leave because this is going to hurt. Yeah. Like, it's so easy to be like, this is going to hurt. I'm out. Like, I, I don't want to do this. And, and I do that all the time. I think everyone does that. Like, yeah. nobody wants to get hurt. You're not going to put yourself in a situation and you're like, yeah, I'm ready. Go ahead. Fucking crush my soul. Like, yeah. <laughs> go for it. I don't see anything wrong with you not liking Snapchat because I went all the way through high school and all the way through college and whatever using Snapchat and not having any reason to dislike it. Yeah. Or, and I've also never been in a serious relationship. And so I'm not going to be like, I don't know, having a baseline of expectation for what my next relationships should be like. Yeah. I still have no expectation for it. For you, you're like, I expect communication. I expect honesty. I expect you to be funny. I expect you to try to get to know me. Yeah. And so there's a reason why you don't like these apps. No. And I think that's the hardest part for me is like, we, we talk talked about this in the one that got deleted but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna keep bringing that up because it was so fucking good um, <laughs> for me when I want to have good sex with a person and you talked about this too because like you 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 talk to guys and sometimes you do get validation from like them calling you hot or whatever the pickup line may be when you're feeling like shit you'll go to tinder I know you said that but you you don't really engage in the hookup culture and neither do I mm -hmm. and it's because like we were talking about this one of the things is that when you actually get to know a person it's nice to be able to like laugh during sex oh my god if you don't laugh during sex that shit's way too serious and yeah. i feel so uncomfortable i'm exactly. like exactly uh okay like yeah. i just okay like when you can laugh that means you're comfortable and when you're comfortable with somebody that means you're like good at communicating yeah like you can communicate and it is essential to communicate during sex because if you're just sitting there and you don't like something or you're bored and you're just like I don't really know this person. I don't want to hurt their feelings yeah. if I try to say something or I don't want to make it weird if I'm like, let's do something else. Like you need to have, even if you don't know them, you don't need to have a connection to have sex with somebody, yeah. but you need to be comfortable in expressing yourself. And mm -hmm. I think for us, our comfortability with expressing ourselves comes with having a connection with the person. Yeah. And so... Even if it's just, yeah. like, one time. Like, I want... Even if we're just having sex one time, you know? Like, I want to be able to have some form of a connection with you because, like, it will be easier for me to have a good time, mm -hmm. you know? And it's... I know you feel the same exact way. It's harder for me to, like, see that on snapchat if that makes sense you know no yeah it totally makes sense because you don't really have to do anything to connect with anybody no. on snapchat you can be like picture 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 like doesn't really matter and so when you're texting you kind of have no other thing to talk about except for things that are important because it'll fizzle out pretty yeah. quickly if it's not worth talking about yeah but i don't know like i said this i don't sometimes like having super serious conversations but I know that I am in a relationship. And when I say relationship, I just mean a relationship with a person. Like it could be a friend, could be a guy that I'm interested in, could be anything. Like I'm in a relationship that someone cares when they're asking me the important questions and like wanting to know about me and the things that I've been through and how I feel about certain things. Like that is important to me that you want to know who I am to ask those uncomfortable questions. I sabotage myself by going on those apps that nobody wants to ask those questions. So I know they won't. So then I won't get close to anybody. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened with this dude. Like I was talking to him from Snapchat and this was right kind of when lockdown happened. And so I wasn't, I'm not going to say that I was perfect at lockdown. I went out, but I didn't go out and see anybody that I didn't know where they've been. And I only saw you and uh, another one of my friends and I s knew that she wasn't going anywhere except for her boyfriend's house and she was basically family. Like, she basically lives with me and you and I are neighbors. Yeah. And so those were the two people I was seeing. But when I started talking to him off Tinder, he was totally cool about like, oh, we can wait, like we can wait to meet up, but I really want to meet you, blah, 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 blah. And so I took that as like, he's not just trying to fuck me, like he's nice. And so we ended up talking and like FaceTiming for hours all the time. We got close. But when I say we got close, we just talked all the time. Like 
I didn't know anything important about him. Yeah. He didn't know anything important about me. And so we ended up meeting after like a little over three weeks, I'd say, maybe more. He came over and it was just so awkward because I have a hard time differentiating between someone that I talked to over text for a really long time versus the actual person that I was talking to in their human form and not in their phone form. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so I met him and I was like, I don't fucking know you. And we were watching this movie and I was like not sitting near him. I was like, like being weird. (laughs) And then we ended up stopping the weirdness and like laughing and being fun. And then it was cool. And then started making out (laughs) and he didn't use tongue (laughs) and at first I didn't care because I was like nice this isn't a frat boy putting his tongue on my uvula like this is cool (laughs) and then he left and I was fine like I was happy like that's all we did and so it was cool and then we were still talking all the time still no actual personal connection though like we would just casually talk all the time and I took that as he's giving me his attention So he must like me. Yeah. And I thought, like, I wanted something consistent. When I came home from school, I figured I'm going to be here from March to August. Like, I might as well invest in something and someone here. And so we started talking a lot. And then when we met up for the second time, we made out again. And I was like, nope, I don't like this. (laughs) Like, (laughs) nope. Like, I might have liked it at first because it was a... Like, first time I kissed someone since that kind of interaction. But, like, nope, didn't like it. (laughs) And so that added to it. And then the fact that we weren't, like, having anything personal happen. And then, like, all of these things where it was just not what I wanted it to be anymore. Like, I fell out of that initial happiness. I'm not going to call it a honeymoon phase because that's a little (laughs) serious. But I'm going to say the new new energy, I guess. And so I uh, started... um, to ghost him. <laughs> I don't want to use that word because that's not cool. And it's definitely what I did, though. I started just pulling back. I started, like, distancing myself. Like, sending only a few snaps every day instead of being as rapid fire as I was. He definitely noticed. And <laughs> there was this one 24-hour period that I... Whole 24 hours I left him undelivered. And so that same day, he sent me this text. I will read it. Just pulling them out. I'm pulling it up. I don't delete my text messages. I'm not a sociopath. (laughs) Uh, He he goes, is everything okay? If you're over talking to me, it's way easier if you just say something. And to me, that wasn't mean. I told all my friends what happened and they're like, uh, Jade, he's being mean. Like he's attacking you. And I'm like, oh, I thought that was just him being kind of pissed because I was being kind of a dick. And So I sent back this whole spiel. I was like, I'm really sorry. Like the past two days I've been redoing my room. I've been taking all my finals, which I was, and I just haven't been on my phone and I'm so sorry, but I have been like pulling back. I've not wanted to like get into a relationship and I didn't realize that until after I'd led you on and I felt really bad about it. And I should have said something to you. I should have handled that better because I didn't say all this to him because I'm not crazy, but like (laughs) I, I just ghosting people for me comes from not wanting to disappoint people and let people down and be the bad guy like like if someone asks me out I feel like a a horrible person if I say no because they put themselves out there and then I shut them down and I'm a dick and so I blame myself pretty much for everything that makes someone feel bad whether it's my fault or not I'll always feel bad about it and so I was like it's nothing you did I'm really sorry like I should have handled that better that was immature of me but I'm just not looking for this right now I'm sorry And he's like, okay, I wasn't looking for a relationship either, but I get it. Sorry if I didn't come off as enough of a fuck boy. Ha ha ha. I remember when she sent me to that, sent me that. And I was like, what a fucking dick. Like everyone you sent it because you were like, I sent it to quite a few people. My friend was at my house and we FaceTimed her boyfriend and told him and he was like, what the fuck? What a beta bitch. And I was (laughs) like, ah, like just total defense mode. Cause like not to be a like self-hype asshole but like wanted to introduce me to his friends he wanted to hang out all the time we talked all the time like I feel bad that was me like I kind of 180 on him and then he like went into self-defense mode which is valid and so I get it 
but I didn't see either of the messages he sent me mm-hmm. as rude. I was literally like, do not fucking respond to that last one. Everyone was like, don't respond to that last yeah. one. He's a fucking dick. I, like, like eight people were like, do not respond to that. He's yeah. an asshole. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. And I felt worse about not responding. Like, I wanted to respond no. because I, I messed that up. And so I wanted to be like, I'm so sorry. But then, like, there's just nothing that I can say to that. No. And so I just didn't. I just think nothing ever came from it because, like, on Tinder, it's so superficial where you're like I like you because I think you're cute and we'll start from there kind of thing not because I like you as a person and so we never got into anything personal and I've lost interest in that because nothing was personal yeah I you've had experiences like that like with so and so yeah definitely I mean like okay so I was so and so uh, so and so I don't know I mean like he's like literally he's like my third he's my three third guy I've ever talked to Third guy I've ever sent nudes to. Probably third guy I'm gonna fuck. If if you go back to school. Loki, hoping you're not because I want you to stay with me forever. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, it was so hard to talk to him. Yeah. It was so, so, so hard. Because like, that wasn't what he was looking for, you know, mm-hmm. obviously. For me, it's like, okay, I don't care. Like, if that's not what you're looking for, I get it. I don't give a shit, you know? Yeah. But don't fucking waste my time. Blank selfie. Yeah, don't fucking send me a blank selfie. Don't give me the superficial shit. I know what's going on. Like, we, it was like day two and I was like, okay, we're gonna have sex when I get back to school. But he continued to like, try and like, seem like he wanted to talk to me. But he obviously didn't, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I think he did, but your expectations on how mm-hmm. well people are going to articulate themselves on Snapchat <laughs> were a little high. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm not saying, like, wow, I really love talking to you. You're the coolest person ever, and I actually am super excited to meet you, like, on Snapchat. No. Then again, I don't think I'd ever say that I would ever. never. I would never say that. <laughs> I would fucking never. I like, I'm a little bit too, uh, like, not nice. You. I I mean on Snapchat. We already know I mean on Snapchat. That's facts. <laughs> Ugh. One of the things that everyone I know kind of struggles with Tinder and like with Snapchat and stuff like that is like getting a lot of your validation from it. And he touched on this earlier. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's so easy. Like mm-hmm. it's so accessible. They've made it an app that makes people feel good. So yeah. even when you're not getting matches or people are not swiping on you, even if you get one, it's so easy to be like, yes, because you are not comparing it to a no. There is no, there's no such thing as a no on yeah. Tinder, except for if you message someone that you've matched with, because you can only do that if you match. And you're like, do you want to meet up? And they're like, no, that's the only way that that could happen. And so it's just kind of like very easy to hold on to those kinds of apps and take it as like real validation when it's not. Yeah. And I know like that was something like you struggled with is like you were able to kind of warp your mind into believing that you were giving yourself validation. Yeah. It felt like me being like, yeah, no, I'm pretty, but it wasn't because I thought it it was because someone else thought it. Yeah. And like self-acceptance is like a really it's a long road to get there. You're going to have to change the way that you talk to yourself. Look in the mirror and be like, I like this instead of I don't like that. Or I'm going to do this today to make this different rather than just complaining about it. You got to make changes and be progressive about the things that you don't like or they're never going to go away and you're just going to hate yourself forever. And it's easier said than done because even I'm still working on it. You're still working yeah. on it. Like, I don't know anybody that has come to a complete full circle where they're like, I like myself and I don't have any negative moments. And no. That's not a thing. You're always going to find something new to dislike about yourself, even if you fix the thing that you didn't like before. Oh, I'm skinny now. Now I don't like this. Now I don't like my toe shape. Like, what the... (laughs) You're going (laughs) to find something and eventually get to something that you hate that you can't fix. Whenever you... You talked about this earlier, but whenever you struggle with, like, body dysmorphia, Mm -hmm. you use Tinder as, like, an outlet for that. I wouldn't say I do it all the time, but sometimes where I'm just kind of like, meh. Sometimes I'll do that. Sometimes I just kind of sit there. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I just sulk. (laughs) Sometimes I'm just sad. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I just, it's easy. It's an easy way to feel better about it, but it doesn't last very long for me. It's like half a second of, oh, this person thinks I'm pretty. And then I'm like, yeah, that doesn't really matter. But for some people, they get really really into it yeah like I don't meet up with people on there but there are people that are hanging out with friends and they check their dating apps and they're like maybe I'll find someone here that likes me or maybe I'll find someone here like 
they were hanging out with friends, doing all the things, and then check their dating apps to see if they get new yeah. matches in a new area or if there are new people that they want to swipe on. And it's crazy to see like yeah. how people's addictions can get that far because we have friends that are like that. That totally. are literally like they will be out in a place and they're just on their phone on like those dating apps yeah. just constantly. What do you swiping. think of this person? What do you think of this person? Do you think this person's cute? This person's cute? Like, yeah. sure, but we're all hanging out right now and that doesn't really matter. And so it's easy to like want to know all the time. Insecurity stems from being around other people too. You hear yeah. someone talk about someone they're interested in and you're like, why isn't anyone interested in me? Let's go on a dating app and find someone that's interested in me. Easy. But it's like so easy because like most of the time, like people on those dating apps, their goal isn't truly like an they're interest. They're not interested. They're in not you. interested in you they're interested they in, could be they, they can be. develop an interest oh, for in you sure but like, initially they're not no and it's so easy to get like caught up in that mindset like i know i've gotten caught up in that mindset where i'm like oh like i think he's interested in me but he's not well he's you not. ended up you're talking about so and so here and you had talked about you talked to him for like two months and you're like he doesn't like me and i'm like what <laughs> bitch i am on delivered <laughs> yeah low-key how long you been on delivered though two weeks it's okay you were at three weeks that's facts that's facts this guy from school and i did the do (laughs) (laughs) we were friends first but whatever and so we were still talking when i went home as like friends and stuff and then it started dwindling to like one snap a day and i didn't care like i don't want to have boring bland conversations all day where you send me pictures of your frat flag and your kneecap like (laughs) sick dude (laughs) like no i don't care and so like one a day show that you have some sort of interest Interest. at all and then it turned to being left on delivered but i didn't notice because we literally did not talk at all yeah where i was like oh i haven't talked to him in a minute and i looked and it was like one week and i was like oh (laughs) cool (laughs) And then it went two weeks and I didn't really care. For more, more the thing was, why do you think that I care about you so much that you have to leave me on deliver yeah. rather than leave me on red? Like, I know. My, my tiny little baby feelings will be okay That's if you leave I me on feel. red. I'm like, it's worse if you leave me on delivered. You are deliberately ignoring me to have my little notification in your Snapchat so box. Like, oh, whatever. And it's like, he was watching your stories. He was watching my stories. Oh yeah, like, totally. It's just like, I could give less of a shit. Like I left you on red all the time and I told you stop talking to me <laughs> all the time. Oh yeah. And, and so, then I mean, he did. So totally. And then he did. <laughs> but in my case, he only Snapchatted me when I was going back to Colorado the day of, literally the day of 12 <laughs> o'clock on the dot. I get a Snapchat 11 o'clock our time. He's like, so you're coming back today. No, no. He's like, what are you up to? <laughs> but he knew. He totally I'm up to knew. nothing. I'm up to nothing. <laughs> Fuck off. Like, I don't know, man. Like, it's just like, I don't care if you don't want to talk. It's the up and down that Snapchat allows you to yeah. do. Where it's like, oh, here I am and here I'm not. Here I am and here I'm not kind of thing. That That's annoying. Yeah. No matter how much I love Snapchat and would die for it. Like, <laughs> freaking hate Snapchat. That back and forth shit is kind of stupid. The back and forth shit is so stupid. Like, you know me. I'm straight to the fucking point. To the point where it's scary. It's a lot. I don't have a filter. No, you don't. Like, day one, I'm like, throw me on the bed. Yeah, she did that. She showed me that, that she said that to an individual in my room. In her room, I was like, wanna chuck me on your bed? And then he was like, wanna take a seat on my dick. (laughs) And I was like, like, this is so uncomfortable. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm beat you black and blue. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Red flag alert. (laughs) Um, I want to get into people's stories again. Yeah. I want to pretend that you haven't heard these before. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Uh, I'm so upset over the fact that we lost all that footage. Yeah. I'm uh, never getting over that. Okay. That was harsh. That was harsh. That was that was tough. Uh, okay. She um as an edit has saved this podcast I think five times already. Oh yeah, I'm like I'm about to save it again because I'm not losing this one, okay? <laughs> this one I'm jealous of, bro. Like I'm dead ass jealous of. She got dare twenty bucks to download Tinder, thirty dollars to talk to a guy every day for a week, forty dollars to hang out with him, and fifty dollars to have sex with him. And there were two people that were in on That's this. That's so epic. And she literally made three hundred dollars. Good for her collecting the bag, the way that America was made. 
<laughs> but she's out here doing it and then Jasmine gets banned off. Yeah, that's the point that really sucks. It's like she made $300, right? And I got fucking banned from Tinder. I have a story like that. One of my friends from school grew up in like a, like a big town in Colorado, but like a very small community area within Colorado and went to like a tiny high school. Like their graduating class was like 25 people, something like that. And so she was very pure in her upbringing. And so she came to school and had not ever made out with anyone. I don't know if she'd had her first kiss, but I know never got very far. And so her friends one night driving back from youth group were like, each of us will give you $20 if you go make out with a guy of our choosing. And she's like the coolest person ever. And she's like, okay, Mm. she's down. And so they are walking out of the dining hall and they see this cute dude walking down the corridor and they're like him. And this one girl starts chasing after him, follows him up a staircase, like has to go through a door to follow him through it. And it's like, okay, so uh, my friend needs to make out with someone for 30 seconds and you're cute. Will you do it? And he's like, uh, okay. And he comes outside. He hasn't even seen the girl yet. Comes outside, my friend gets out of the car. She awkwardly is like, hey. (laughs) She does it, gets back in the car, doesn't even know his name, doesn't have any of his information, gets 120 bucks for her first makeout. So fucking jealous. And it wasn't even on Tinder, bro. My first makeout was literally in a bush (laughs) by the public library. My first kiss was in a tennis court, but we really (laughs) never, ever need to talk about it. (laughs) It's like, we have the weirdest firsts for everything. Like, shout out to you if you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, All right. Give me another story. I'm ready. I was in Denver a couple of weeks ago and this guy on Tinder messaged me saying we should hang out. LOL. And I was like, sorry, man. My flight leaves pretty soon. And he did ask replied with, I live near the airport. We can just jack off in my car before your flight. <laughs> Smiley face. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Let me give you some insight on the Denver International Airport. So, when you are at your gate, you have gone on a tram through all the other gates to get there. And then you have to walk through security and then check in. And it is like a multi-story building. Like, it's a giant compound conspiracy theory wrapped up internment camp airport. Oh, yeah. So, So, if some person has the audacity to be like, hey, come touch my most likely mediocre penis in a parking lot (laughs) in an airport and then go back. You sure have a lot of confidence. (laughs) You sure have a lot to say. Good for that energy, though. I fuck with that. Like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Okay. Tinder has such a hookup culture. And as someone who wants to just get to know people and has to has to take things slower, it's really a bummer because I tried it out and even when one's up front about not being a hookup person, I was met with aggression. So I wouldn't be up front and then I was met with ghosting. Not fun and can really make a person feel like something is wrong with them. Oh, I forgot to add, I have no issue with hookup culture for others. It just isn't for me because of past experiences and it's just a bummer that being on there for other reasons seems to be so unusual and look, almost looked down upon. When I downloaded it, my friends were like, so-and-so, no, that's a horrible idea for you. You're going to find out. You're not going to get what you want from there. Yeah, we talked about this, about um, wanting connections yeah. rather than hookups. And I totally get that. Like, I, when I first came home, like I said, I was looking for something consistent. And so guys would ask me, they're like, what are you looking for? I'm like, I don't know, not like a relationship. I didn't know what I wanted yet, but something a little more stable. And guys would be like, oh, cool, blah, 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 blah. And they'd keep talking to me. And then like, they'd be gone within an hour. And yeah. then another would just like unmatch with me on spot. Or another would just be like, but would you still be down to hook up though? Like, yeah. like they have an idea of what they want and they're going to keep going with that. And it doesn't really matter how you respond to their questions. It's just kind of their way to keep you talking, I guess. But yeah. I totally get that. It really sucks to know that People can be viewed as objects, but it is what it is. You kind of get that when you're on a dating app, you know, especially one that has the reputation of Tinder. (laughs) I totally understand the part where she was like, it makes you feel like there's something wrong with you. Oh, yeah. Because it's so easy to like put your worth into an app and put your worth into the people that you're talking to. But that's hard. And I and I get that on the level of talking for a few days and you just automatically just poof. I'm like, oh, I fucked something up and it has to be my fault. Yeah. Coming back to that like self blame kind of thing. And so I can totally relate to that kind of feeling of, 
yeah, this is my fault. They don't like me because, like, I wasn't pretty enough or I wasn't smart enough or I wasn't funny enough or I wasn't blah, 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 enough. Yeah. Or it sucks to believe that it has nothing to do with you because sometimes you can warp your mind into believing, obviously, it is your fault. Like, oh, you weren't funny enough. You weren't pretty enough. Like, he might be talking to other pretty people or they might be talking to other people that are better than you. If you don't want to engage in hookup culture, because obviously we're not shaming anyone that does, but like if you don't want to engage in that and you know like for you personally, that's not where your heart is, that's not what you want, like it's it's okay to set those standards for yourself, you know? Yeah. Like it's okay to be like, no, like I'm worth more. It's not just about like getting a match or like yeah. a guy saying you're pretty. That can stem from like I'm hooking up with people on Tinder and meeting up with them because if they want to have sex with me, that obviously makes me pretty or funny or something enough. Yeah. Like I must be enough of something for someone to want to have sex with me. There's a lot of people that get but trapped in that mindset. People use it as that kind of thing yeah. because that doesn't, that's not what it's for. You're supposed to want to laugh and have a good time and communicate with people and whatever. And it sucks that it can end in somebody feeling like they need to have sex with somebody else to be a person, like yeah. to love themselves. That's one of the things is like, there's a difference between wanting to go out and wanting to have sex with a person and like, no, I want to get dick down tonight or whatever. Like Preach. I want to feel good. There's a difference between that or going, no, I want to have sex with this person because I need to feel like I'm I feel bored. bad about myself. Exactly. So I'm going to go get drunk and go hook up with some random dude or like or I'm going to go random person or I'm going to go to Tinder and tell me I'm pretty. Yeah. Swipe me on me. Fixating on the things that aren't important. And then there's, like, there's a lot about nudes. So, like, one person was, like, people from Tinder adding your snap tasks for nudes before even saying hi and then unadding you when you say no or not yet. Um, and another person said, on Snapchat, I recently had someone ask me for nudes and when I said no, he called me boring and I explained how I'm in no way obligated to send photos of myself and I made a joke about how I had a good personality and the boy got mad and tried switching it onto me by saying, first of all, I wasn't forcing you to do anything and also your personality isn't going to make me like you more with a photo of himself rolling his eyes eyes i really hate snapchat and avoid talking to people i'm interested in on it at any cost oh that's so fucked up it's no so one fucked. is entitled to seeing you naked no one period i'm sorry like i just i've had so many friends like in the early ages before 16 where they wouldn't block people on mm-hmm. snapchat that were like basically harassing them for nudes because they didn't want to be mean they're like yeah. i don't want to hurt their feelings so i'm not going to block them i get it you don't want to let people down but nobody's entitled to talking to someone like that being rude and saying you're boring because you don't want to send nudes like that's like calling someone prude and yeah take it from me being called prude fucking sucks like yeah i did not do anything sexually really uh until after high school because i had my own shit that i was going through in high school where i didn't have enough energy to give to another person because i was just using it to keep myself afloat at that point i didn't have that to give to someone else at that point in time and so i waited and i went after high school and i did all that I've definitely been called prude and I've been called boring because I didn't want to do these things. And then they, people will try to manipulate you into doing that. They're like, oh, just like only for a second or it'll be fine. Like you, like, I mean, I guess you don't have to, but it's okay. And like they guilt you or manipulate you and call you prude. If you're not ready to do something, bottom line, you're not. Yeah. And there is no shame in that. There is no no one is entitled to push you to do more than that. Like, you'll get there when you get there. Like, yeah. fuck all that shit of calling someone prude. And, like, I mean, for me, nudes are also, like, a touchy subject. Yeah. Because I low-key be traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, okay, full disclosure, my nudes got sent around a high school in my freshman year. Kick Messenger is not the place to send your nude ladies and gentlemen and all people who are sending nudes, honestly. Don't Kick Messenger your nudes. <laughs> okay, well, it was Kick Messenger and then it was also Snapchat. It was both. It was the same person. They it's- screenshotted you? No, they, oh. they downloaded an app. <gasps> that- I know those sus-ass apps. Yeah, that saved them. And the thing that sucked is they weren't even fucking good nudes. No. <laughs> like, like I, I feel like now I'm at a point, you get my nudes, Jade. Like, you know that I take good nudes, okay? Oh my god. Like, I, I bend, okay? <laughs> you bend and snap. To have my nudes, like, sent around and they not even be good, like, it made me not want to send nudes. Also, I'm low-key insecure about my vagina. <laughs> So, shout out to literally the three people that have ever seen my nudes. I've seen your nudes. Do the- okay, four. It's literally you and then the three guys. 
I'm just saying, if you have a penis, you have it so easy to be sending nudes because it's just an awful downwards angle and that's all you gotta do. And no one has any high expectations for that either. Let's just like, yep, there's about to be a dick on my screen. Great. Yeah. For, for people with boobs and vaginas, they gotta like stand up and like get the angles and get the whole body or like the weird arm almost dislocating your shoulder to get that ass picture like all of it is so intense self timer on the floor i swear to god there is just so much that goes into that process of taking a nude versus if you have a penis it's just like penis picture like and also i just feel like like i know this is generalization but so many guys that shame girls for sending nudes and for not sending them nudes. I know that's something like you've talked about in the yeah. past is body count. And like it's such a yeah. taboo topic with girls that have like a quote unquote high body count. Like what qualifies a high body count? Like what if your body counts one but you've been in a relationship for three years or you've been sexually active for five years and mm-hmm. had sex with someone three times a year? Yeah. You're gonna have some differences. I don't yeah. know. Just kind of weird. The All of that. Any last things that you want to talk about? It's a never-ending battle to yeah. have self-love, you know? I'm, we're all battling it every day. You look at a selfie that you take on Snapchat and you're like, ew, that looks weird, I'm ugly. Or, yeah. oh, this picture of me from two years ago, I was fat or something like that. Like, it's just so easy to dwell on negatives that you just got to find little positives. I struggle with past decisions and decisions that I make every day. I'm, I have a lot of self-blame because I it's easier to put problems on myself than for me to put it on somebody else. And so what I do is I just try at the end of the day to think about like three good things that I did and how I positively impacted someone's life. And it makes me remind myself that I do good things too on top of making mistakes and you just gotta learn and not repeat the same mistake. But I think that this podcast is the purest example of that. You had a lot of bad experiences in a relationship. I'm not even gonna call it a bad relationship Mm, or a bad person. I'm gonna say that it was the relationship that you needed for the time being. And then when you didn't need it anymore, when, when that isn't the thing that you're supposed to be involved with, you're done. And you've done such an amazing job at like focusing on the good things to come from this. You've made a podcast where people reach out to you every single day and they're like, you're changing my life. You're helping me through this situation that I felt that no one understands. Things that people feel that they don't know are normal. You even teach me that every day where I spiral. I'll see something that doesn't fucking matter or I'll say something and it's weird and it doesn't matter and I fall down a rabbit hole of what did I do this for? Like, why am I doing this? Blah, 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 blah. And I didn't know that was not a normal, well, not a good thing, at least. Like, I didn't think that hard into it. And when you start to hear that other people struggle with your struggles and are happy when you're happy, it makes craziness seem normal because other people are going through it with you. And I think that that podcast, this podcast, not that that one, (laughs) is, uh, I don't know, really important for people like that. Like, you're touching people's lives and taking the bad and reminding yourself of all the good things that came from it. You rediscovered your your love for Jesus and you had a family. and <laughs> My well, love for Christ. Your love for Christ. I don't know. I don't know how to say those <laughs> things. But like you learned so much even though you went through pain. Yeah. Like you wouldn't have been where you are today no. if you didn't go through that in the first place. It's kind of crazy to like yeah. look back like on all even stupid things like Snapchatting a person. For me what I would say is like don't get caught up in the fact that all your worth is in one person. And yeah. that is something that I struggle with. Even like with something as stupid as Snapchatting or to your relationship. With that, I really struggled with putting all my worth in the other person. Mm-hmm. And even with like the last guy that I was talking to, like he fucking sucked. <laughs> so and so, fuck you. <laughs> fucking, like he sucked and I knew it. But for some reason, I was trying to convince myself that it wasn't his fault, that you were doing something wrong. Or not even that, that like I really need him to respond. Like if he responds to me, then like that means like I'm doing something right. I mean, you were in a relationship for so long that probably being single is so abnormal that you feel like it's wrong. Like, you need to have someone checking in on you during the day and, like, wanting to know what they're doing. And, like, caring about another person is second nature for you and probably easy to want to find someone else to replace that entity. Yeah, but 
not so-and-so. So-and-so. But not so-and-so because he has a soap bar dick. (laughs) I'm sorry. Man sent a nude with his dick against a soap bar and it was the same size. I'm gonna call it out. Like... (laughs) I hope he never fucking listens to this. I hope he does so he knows that you should... (laughs) You told me. He sent it while you were sitting next to me in the room. What was gonna happen? I didn't fucking know he was gonna be in the shower. Oh. It was the same time. One time he snapped me and he was like, I'm gonna put my hands all over your body and my dad was sitting right next to me and I was like sir why would you do that and he was like why would you open it in front of your dad and I was like I didn't expect you to just say that uh, out of the blue <laughs> like, you're like you need to give me a warning <laughs> be like warning sext incoming <laughs> it's not my fault that I saw it man <laughs> oh god it's so easy even to this day for me to get trapped up in the idea that my worth comes from a person talking to me Totally. Even when I'm like, oh, well, I don't need to talk to him to have sex with him. Like, because I didn't need to talk to him, but I still, like, got some, like, validation, some worth from him. Even though I didn't, like, want anything to stem from it. Like, I didn't want a relationship with him. But I still like the fact that, like, oh, he would Snapchat me and he would talk to me, you know? And then when he wouldn't, when he would leave me undelivered, I'd be like, oh, fuck. Like, what did I say? What did I do? Well, I think it stems, that kind of feeling stems from the same thing as, like, being called prude. I think these days, like, one of the scariest things as an individual is to be boring. I know it is for me, and I've told people that before, that one of my greatest fears in life is to not be interesting. I always want to have a story to tell. I never want to have to worry that I'm an uninteresting person. And so when you're on Snapchat or you're talking to a, a person like that, you don't want your body to be the only thing that they value about Mm -hmm. you. You want to have that conversation with them because if they're just like, hey, nudes time, you're like, I'm boring. I'm uninteresting. I'm not good enough of a person for you to actually want to speak to me. Yeah. That's what happens with everything being so digital. Yeah. Like like, so handed to you. You're like, I'm not interesting enough to do this on my own that I need to be set up with an algorithm. And that's why it gets so like so hard to actually converse I feel like on these apps or have like actual relationships on these apps because it's like if you're honest about anything if you don't seem like kind of superficial in a way like if you don't have those brushing the surface conversations if you try and get deeper it's deemed as abnormal it's It's like abnormal and it's also on the other side if you can't have those brush top conversations you're boring if you can't casual small talk you're boring but if you don't want a casual small talk and talk about something that's actually important you're crazy exactly and so that's where the boring stems from because i don't want to talk about deep things to make them think i'm insane but i don't want to have this stupid chit chat and so it kind of falls and then they're like oh you're boring like or all these people on tinder their bios they say like you're uh trying to find someone with personality do you know how many guys have like messaged me from tinder being like oh you're cute and you seem like you have a personality what's up i have never responded to a single guy that goes you seem like you have a personality good i'm like just because i have some personality pics in my tinder lineup doesn't mean i'm interesting i could suck or just as some girl doesn't have quirky photos in her lineup doesn't mean she just cares about her looks like but at the same time they don't like a lot of guys it's a generalization but a lot of guys don't want the quirky they want it to be easy breezy they just want to fuck you you yeah casually chill that's all they want and then it's like next it's so funny because like you get stressed about the boring and i get stressed about the crazy because i come across as crazy yeah and i am stressed that i'm boring all the time because i'm so fucking honest and i'm so like here's how it's gonna go i'll send you a picture of me crying and i'll be like dad just called me a whore peace sign you know (laughs) and then there's me and i'll be having like an absolute meltdown and i won't open it for like maybe 10 minutes pull my shit together and be like haha just hanging out having fun how are you doing (laughs) yeah like but for me i'm like you want to ask me how i'm doing you want to ask me what i'm doing i'm gonna be honest with you i'm not gonna pretend to be something that i'm not and that freaks people out. I mean, it freaks me out too sometimes. You just send me a text. You're like, haha, currently contemplating, you know, throwing my laptop against the wall. But it's chill. I'm chill. I'm like, you're not. It's the trauma. <laughs> the trauma. And the you trauma. like look off in the distance. And the tra- <laughs> Take a shot every single time I mention it's the trauma. <laughs> people are going to be blacked out on your podcast. Oh, fuck. I feel like, is it really an episode with me if I don't mention that I have traumas? Do you have traumas? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so, actually. I've had, like, this perfect nuclear family. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Alrighty, well, I feel like we should end this because I have to go to work and you have to hang out. I have to go change shirts because talking about vulnerability made me sweat. (laughs) (laughs) And the fact
fact that you had to do this twice. Yeah, so that's like double the sweat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, that was my leg workout for the day, bouncing my knees yeah, up and down like a crazy person. so fucking funny. Way back when, when Jade and I low-key hated each other <laughs> um, <laughs> and she didn't want to be my friend, I would go and tattle to the principal and I would be like, she doesn't want to be my friend. <laughs> my ass would get dragged out of class and have to sit there and be like, uh, why don't you want to be friends with Jasmine? And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? But she just dragged me into the principal's <laughs> office. Like, why do you think I... What? <laughs> like, <laughs> but the thing is, her leg would, like, shake uncontrollably whenever she was in oh, the principal's office. Oh, my hands and legs. I, my voice would shake. Like, I'm terrified of authority. Yeah, like, and you're, like, terrified of being honest. And Except for in high school when I'd be chilling in the VP's office and he's like, you don't come to school. And I'm like, you're right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, she's been shaking this entire time. <laughs> like a little chihuahua, dude. You know what? <laughs> you know what? Am I looking pale? <laughs> uh, alrighty. Well, you've reached it to the end of another episode sorry sorry that we kind of seemed lost at some places we were trying to remember what we had said bro just in spirit pretend like that was good <laughs> i killed like 13 ants there's so many fucking ants in my room you're right welcome now. clean your floors you nasty it's literally just that time of the year dude <laughs> it's the time of the year that ants come there are no ants in my house that's me knocking on wood, so there are no ants. <laughs> they're going to hear hands. that. Good. I want the viewers to know I don't like ants. Yeah, dude, they're they're everywhere. Look at the line. Ew. I know. I'm buying you ant traps. <laughs> oh my God, your laundry basket. You're attracted to the smell of my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> and we're out. Goodbye. All right, peace out. <laughs>